0: Hey, and welcome to another episode of Salty Saints. I am your guest host, Randy, and I'm here with a very, very special guest speaker, my good friend, Mr. Zach Kille. How you doing, Zach? Oh, hey there.
1: Uh, I'm good, man. This is weird because we never, this is, we're in a new spot. We got new microphones we're using, we got different, different headsets, like, this is different. And we
0: switched up the introduction, and for the first time ever, uh, we have a
1: video component to it's, this. It's kind of wild, right? Like, I, Hopefully, if all goes well, you will see this with your eyes as well as hear it with your ears.
0: Well, you can. Beforehand. You can. Right. If you are driving, please
1: don't look at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopefully all goes well if not it 'll be an audio format at least, so that 's right yeah that 's right cool very cool
0: so anyway we 've uh, yeah we 've set up a new studio if if we do have the video component, you can see kind of what our studio looks like, but we do have a new table that we 're sitting at now that 's designed a little bit more for actual eye pleasing if you saw <laughs> where we used to. Uh, tape from, uh, our, oh boy, it's, our little, it's a Our mess. little corner desk. Our right? little corner desk, yeah. So, Zach, uh, how are you? I'm good. I... Today, what we talked about doing is sort of a faith life story, but uh, find out a little bit more about Zach. You didn't grow up here, from what I understand. No. So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Seymour, Indiana. Tell um, me a little bit
0: more about that.
1: It's... I don't know. It's not like a like everybody thinks it's the middle of nowhere, and it's and I talk about it like it is, and I do that sarcastically, but I think everybody assumes that that's legit. Um, it's a small town, but it's a small town of twenty five thousand people, right. so it's not like I don't know, just the boonies. You know, it's it's pretty small. Um,
0: Isn't that where John Mellencamp is from?
1: Yeah, it is. He doesn't claim us because you know. right. He's Bloomington now, so he moved to big city. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I went to a high school of, like, 1,000 kids, um, 70 people in my church, all through, like, middle school, high school. Um, Yeah, pretty pretty small everything. Do you have brothers and sisters? Got a sister. She's 24. Okay. Maybe 25? No. So you're the big brother. I'm the big brother.
0: So... I was talking to somebody here locally, and I asked him where he was from, and he said, Seymour. I said, well, do you know the Killies? And he said, the first words out of his mouth, didn't they have a big fire? Yeah, man. And I said, well, I really don't know. So did you
1: guys have a big fire? No, I didn't. We've never talked about this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was 2017, January, I think. Oh, wow. So it's not that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was crazy. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> like, um, yeah, we lost everything. I mean, well, wow. almost everything. Like, my guitar survived. My amp survived. Like, everything that shouldn't have made it through a blazing <laughs> furnace made it. Um, there's there's like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But regardless, um, yeah, like, we, it burned down. And so... And then our insurance wasn't set up right, so we didn't even get a recover, like, half of what we owned. Oh, my um, But, dude, that's the other thing, is, like, we're fine. Like, it's yeah. two, what, three, four years later, and it's it's like it never happened. So, it's not a big deal. It's all good. God wow. takes care of people. Or his people, I guess.
0: <laughs> so, one of the things that I do know is a little bit of your family business.
1: Yeah. Uh so my my mom and dad own a cosmetology school, and uh, when I turned 16, they basically said, hey, you're going to go get a job at fast food or something, or you're going to get your license here, but you're not going to do nothing. So pick. And I got my license to cut hair, and okay. I hated it, um, because you hate everything your parents make you do. Um, <laughs> That's written
0: in the job description.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. And then eventually... I got pretty good at it and learned to like it. So,
0: if you don't know, during the pandemic, uh, David Ward and I, we had gone for like two months with no haircut, and you know we were tired of of uh, uh, looking through the brush. Right. And so we had Zach come down and cut her hair, and this dude is good. (laughs) It was the best. Haircut I've ever had.
1: It, it, it took longer than ten minutes. What what a lot of places around here will, will cut your hair in, and I, I've never understood how you can do a haircut in ten minutes. But whatever. Yeah. Thanks, man. So you uh, you continue to do that? Yep. I work at a barbershop shop in Carmel. Okay. And I do that four days a week, and then here are the other three. Okay. So. So what was it like growing up in Seymour? You know a lot of the people there. I mean, you don't know everybody. It's not one of those things where you just walk down the street and every person you pass you're like, go, oh, hey, Jim." You know, like, but, right. well, twenty five thousand people. That's right. still a lot of people. But every day you're seeing people you do know. Right. I mean, like, it's small enough. You know a lot of the people, right? Um, or you know people related to the people. You know, like it's it's small town. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of made our own fun. We. You know, we drove around and got in trouble a little bit, but but we didn't get in trouble. We should have gotten in a lot of trouble. How about that? But yeah, we were just kind of kind of dumb kids being dumb kids most of the time. Okay. So,
0: you mentioned seventy people in your church, so you grew up in the church.
1: Yeah. What was that like? Um. So I I kind of grew up in two churches. Um. The first one I I kind of was raised up as a kid in um seymour christian church which is a lot more similar to new hope in okay. size okay um i would have been oh, man what time did we leave there we probably left new hope around or sorry sorry we C-more probably Christi. left seymour christian around me being like 10 something like that like Yeah, i was 10 gonna say old. you don't have
0: plans to leave new hope no no i'm not leaving new hope
1: um <laughs> But yeah, we left left Seymour Christian around like 10 years old for me, and then uh, we went to Reddington Christian Church, which is about 20 minutes, 15 minutes maybe outside of town, uh, out in the country. And uh, we just really liked that church, really like scott is a fantastic preacher out there, um, went out there for a while, and uh, yeah, and then I eventually went off to college.
0: So you went to Ball State— yeah what'd you study there?
1: Uh, well I would say music media production, but um the more accurate description is I studied drinking, and <laughs> I was very good at it <laughs> um, it was it was a hot mess, man okay, yeah, okay, yeah, music media production originally uh, after about a year of that, I said, Hey, this is dumb, I could do all this on my own. I don't need a degree to learn this stuff and So I switched to advertising and I had no, like I was already there. So it's like, I got to do something. Right. It's like, I guess I'll do advertising, like go be a drug rep or something, you know? And I, that was awful. Like I knew nothing about that. I had no care to do it. But at that point it was like, well, I'm already here. I'm already signed up. I got to pick something. And so that probably contributed to my great hatred of college. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) I could see that if you're studying something you don't like. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned uh you majored in drinking yeah um without getting into too much detail sure. uh what was that what what happened
1: um so i i don't want to like sugarcoat it and say like i le- like i don't want parents thinking they send their kids off to college and then they just like flip on a dime and turn into this monster or something <laughs> like that's not what happened to me um it was a slow decline into that I started hanging with the cool kids like later in my career or like later in my high school career, like junior, senior year really is when it got probably started getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, And we would party and we would drink, but it was – you were still living in mom and dad's house. So there was still like a restraint on what you could get by with. Right. Like you still had to play it safe. You still had to play it smart. There was a whole lot more conniving, like, Oh, I'm staying at so-and-so had house. to
0: be at home at a certain time. Exactly. You couldn't come in drunk. So. Exactly. Or obviously drunk. <laughs> right, right. right.
1: And so, um, and then I think, yeah, I think what happened with college is just now it's, there is no parental supervision. Everybody there is doing whatever they want, whatever they want and nobody's going to tell you otherwise and that just made it made it easier it just fostered an environment yeah. where you could so it's not like i had some kind of heart change my heart was messed up before that it's just i could get by with it a whole lot easier in yeah. college yeah.
0: yeah yeah so the 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 tendency toward that lifestyle was already there just all of the barriers were removed
1: sure yeah and i mean i I think back on it, I've tried to get to the root of, like, what caused all that. And I think um, the best I could explain it is I think, like, I was really nerdy through middle school. Like, just kind of had no social cues. Like, I was just bad with people. I didn't understand. Um, I was a really nice kid growing up. Like, I was really nice. Yeah. And people, like, took advantage of me for that. Like, they were, like, I was kind of, like, the blood of the, the blunt of the joke kind of, you know, like it was easy to pick on the nice kid. Yeah. And so by the time like junior year rolled around, I was just like, well, I'm not going to be the nice kid anymore. I'm just going to, I'm not going to get walked on anymore. And I, so I stopped and then, yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of it was like girls like jerks and I thought I'd be a jerk cause I like girls and I didn't, <laughs> jerks don't get picked on. I didn't want to get picked on. And you know, so that was the easiest, uh easiest out. So
0: what was going on in your heart at that time? You said you grew up in the church.
1: Yeah. Um, did you just put that aside or did it, it was weird. Like I, I would have told you I was a Christian. Yeah. There were, there were no qualms that I probably would have gotten upset with you had you questioned that, you know? Um, but I didn't read my Bible. I didn't, It's like the things I learned about in the Bible were the things I wanted to learn about in the Bible. It wasn't like trying to learn the truth. It wasn't trying to learn what Jesus says. It was like I would argue with people and then I'd go use scripture and I would find the bits of it that supported my argument. Right. Or at least read things in a context where it did support my argument. You know what I mean? Like It was like everything was out of context. My understanding was very little. Like I knew a lot about the Bible, but I don't think I saw the bigger picture. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, I knew all the stories and stuff. I just didn't – it didn't click. It's kind of like when Jesus says, like, you know, the reason he talks in parables is, you know, they'll hear my words. They'll hear my stories, but – And they won't get it. They're not going to get it. Yeah. And I think that was kind of me. Like – and I'm not saying I didn't understand a lot of the stories, but it was like I was using grace as a license to sin, kind of, which I'm not (laughs) – I've almost – flipped a little bit now and I like I try not to get too legalistic and I think part of it's because I was I I I used that so much as a as a license to sin that it's really easy to go too far the other way and so I kind of have to keep that reined in because I do believe there's a legal aspect to grace not saying like we can earn it but saying like if you really believe this you're not gonna just do whatever you want you know what I mean right right
0: I think was Bonhoeffer talked about cheap grace, and he said too many Christians believe in cheap grace. I think that's God's true. God's grace is very costly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you stop going to church at that time?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't go to church for like six years, okay. something like that. Were you that.
0: involved in any campus ministries?
1: Um, <laughs> um, so... I had a really close friend of mine was my youth minister Mm -hmm. growing up through high school. So like through high school, I did go to youth stuff. I just didn't go to church on Sundays, really at all. Um, But I was good friends with Allison and she was great. And we would just like, you know, she'd be like, hey, I'm going to Target and Columbus. You want to come along? And then she'd go pick up like four or five of us and we'd all go and hang out for the day. And like it was just that that was a really good relationship. And I've looked back on a lot of like stuff she said to me then that I just thought she was crazy for. And like, she was right, you know? Um, <laughs> and so that was probably like the closest thing I had to just like that constant, like trying to stay on me to do the right thing other than my parents, of course. But, um, that was the closest thing I had to like ministry in my life. And then at school, I remember trying to date this one girl at one point in time and she was a part of crew And so I went to a couple of crew meetings and I hated it. It was awful. Okay. Um, It was not my thing. It was all the lights and show and like flashy. And I was just like, this is so corny. Like that's all I could think the whole time. But of course I was just really there to impress the girl. So not really, I guess is the the big answer. Not really involved in anything during that time.
0: So you finished at ball state?
1: No, I dropped out. Okay. I dropped out. And what'd you do? Uh, Went back home Worked for mom and dad um, Worked in their Shop Uh, I got a job part time Kind of through the days Working at a music shop Giving um, Piano and vocal Lessons because I had studied voice In college When I was in the music media Production program we had to have an instrument And so I had to study opera Oh, wow. And so, and I, once again, I'm not an opera guy, but yeah. if, if yeah. you could tell, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I use that then to go make some cash on the side okay. after college. Okay. So,
0: well, Zach, that is not who you are today. So what no. happened?
1: Yeah. Well, that's the really weird thing, man, is like, I talk about all that and it's honestly like, it's not like I remember it, but it doesn't and feel like else. me. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Um, Oh, yeah. No, no. No,
0: I get it. I get it. All right. It.
1: That, good cuz I sometimes wonder if I'm like a crazy person compartmentalizing things and one day I'm going to have to go find a shrink and like figure all this <laughs> out or something.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that you're not crazy that you're not going to have to find a shrink, but I definitely
1: understand what you're saying. Fair game. Um what happened? Uh so after the fire this uh, 2017. 2017. Um my It it was just a few months later, we got the new business up and running because we lived above my parents' shop. Okay. And so our home and business both burned in the fire. Yeah, that was the craziest thing about it. Um, We bought a new business, um, got that up and going, and I had a buddy of mine who was reading meters and he was making really (laughs) good money doing it and he got a hold of me and he was like hey man um do you want to come do this i think you'd like it and so i went and i started doing it and i only did that for 2 weeks it was the worst thing i've ever done i was going to
0: say i i oh, i you, wouldn't think that you would enjoy no, that no man
1: i was i was walking like 10 miles a day like i was, I was feeling good looking better but not <laughs> not enjoying life and uh, it was in the middle of all that um i <laughs> This, so when you asked me to talk about this, this was where I was hesitant to talk about it because yeah. this is where yeah. it gets a little dicey. And uh, take,
0: <laughs> it's not dicey. It's, no, it's, it's not different.
1: It's different, and I, I hate, I hate talking about it um, because a lot of people that talk about this sort of thing, I, I'm really hesitant to believe them, which maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't be, but. I just it just feels really I don't know. It's almost like self-exalting and I'm not trying to do that and so that's why I don't talk about it. Um but like god I had a dream in the middle of the night and when I woke up from it I was like drenched in sweat and I remembered literally everything that happened in that dream and from that point on I knew when I woke up, I did not understand the dream. I'll be honest, I did not understand what happened in mm-hmm, that dream, mm-hmm. but I knew. Um, I knew I was supposed to preach. Interesting. That was what I knew. Um, wow. And so I and I didn't get into like looking to do that immediately. Like yeah. it was just, I haven't been able to shake that since. Like I know that is what I'm supposed to do. Um, but I was supposed to go tell people about Jesus, and so I got a hold of Scott, that pastor. Uh, at, mm-hmm. at Reddington and I talked with him. And, and how long had
0: it been since you had been like to week, church?
1: Oh, I might. On a regular I basis. I don't know. I don't remember that so much. So it, not it wasn't during high
0: school, not, not no. during ball state. So we're talking six, seven years.
1: I had probably started reattending a little bit around that point in time, okay. but it wasn't like regularly. Yeah. But then after this, it became regularly. Okay. Um, But I got a hold of him like a week, uh, I don't know, within a few days. And we met within the week. And he basically said like, hey, man, like this, it's a hard job. And if you're feeling called into it, if you know you're called into this, then you have to do it. But if you're not called into this, you should probably go find something that you like to do (laughs) because this isn't easy and it's – it's a difficult job and it's not for everybody. And so I, yeah, that's a, it, it's funny. I, I had no, um, background with school for church. And so I figured it was going to be really hard for me to find a job. And so I was, since I, how oh man, sorry, this is, there's a lot to explain here. Like since I was working doing the, the meter reading thing, I just quit that cause it's awful. So I started working at a factory because I needed to make some, some cash. Sure. Sure. That was yeah, awesome income. Second worst job, if not the worst. Like those two jobs back to back were the worst things <laughs> I've ever done. So I did that for about a month, and uh, and I was like, "I can't do this. Like this is awful." And I called up um, a guy I knew that owned a restaurant. And I got a hold of the manager over there and said, hey, will you give me a job in the kitchen here? Like, I'm I'm a good cook. I know what I'm doing. I like cooking. Hire me. And he knew me. He trusted me. Gave me a job on the spot. So started there. Worked there for a year. Great time. Loved it. Okay. Um, but while I was working there, that's when I got a hold of you guys. Okay. And that's okay. when I got in here. Now, luckily, the only the – only thing i really had background wise to get this job was the fact that i played in a band and i knew music stuff like yeah. that was it yeah. like so it's a grace of god thing that you guys even gave me the shot but so
0: so i've got three or four different i know questions it's here. a
1: lot man i'm sorry um,
0: uh, you mentioned a band yeah so tell us a little bit about the band <sighs>
1: I'm not going to give myself a shameless plug. I won't okay. I'm not going to throw the name out there. That's that's All right. n- no need for that. That's but fine. um I played in a band for man since 2015. Okay. And it's just really funny because like at the beginning, that's when I was still an idiot. Like after I left college, I didn't get square. Like it was up until 2017 when okay. I was still pretty pretty dumb. Um, I did start getting something squared away though. Um, like, I stopped drinking in probably twenty twenty sixteen sometime. Okay. Um, not uh, not like not completely. I right. but like yeah. it was a problem. Yeah. yeah, it was a problem between leaving school in twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, I was like, I won't say like alcoholic, but like I wasn't far not off. Far off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'd leave work at night and just go get. Wasted at the bars, all that stuff. Um, But I stopped drinking for like three months. And then after that, I can have a beer. It's no big deal. You know, but it's like I had to reset my brain like that. Um, And so the reason I say that is because I started playing in the band in 2015. Okay. (laughs) Notice 2016. (laughs) Is when I had to get this sorted out. Um, We were playing like 100 shows a year. And so that's like two shows a weekend. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, we're playing Friday and Saturday of every week. Um, And you drink for free when you play in a band. (laughs) Nobody makes you pay for anything. And people are buying you stuff on top of the stuff the bar is already giving you. I remember at Oktoberfest one year we were playing, and I just wanted water because my throat hurt so bad from singing because we'll play for four hours a lot of the time. Oh, my goodness. And um, I just remember it was faster to get beer than water. (laughs) and so i was just like just bring me something like i've got it something Something to like make my throat stop hurting and that was a mess man like it's so yeah i mean it was bad um but like i said the reason it's funny about the band is like the first half of the band went like that okay the band now we are the most boring normal like we show up to go play the shows and then we like we're there with these other bands like you guys want to go party and we're like no No. man like i think we're just gonna go back to the hotel and go to bed and they're like oh, okay, you know, we don't fit in with the other band kids at all. And we finally found this one other band that's exactly like us, and they're great to play with because we're just so boring together. It's so fun. You go back to the hotel and play video games or whatever. We went to the bar afterwards with them after a show. We all ordered one beer, sat around, and barely talked because we were all so tired. And then we just left and went to bed. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, so – okay yeah so we we even the band as a whole like tamed down it was it was kind (laughs) of nice like
0: so that's that's the band what after you had this dream after you had the talk with scott what in your life began to change what was
1: that like okay so i knew i knew i didn't know enough about the Bible. And what you said something like two weeks ago that really stuck with me, actually, you were saying, uh, well, it might've been last, last week in your sermon, Um, you said how your problem isn't knowledge. It's not what you know. Right. It's the heart of it. It's, it's what's in here.
0: (laughs) I don't have a problem with understanding what I'm supposed to do. I have a problem with doing what I'm
1: supposed to do. And so that's something I think I've recently come to the conclusion of, and I think I knew it the whole time. But even after God kind of shook me awake, called me to whatever this is that he's calling me to, um, I started trying to, like, fill that hole with knowledge, which is really funny because Solomon tried that. <laughs> right, right, right. And it didn't work out. Didn't work while. out for him either. <laughs> and so I, sta- I did start reading the Bible. I started, I, I always made the mistake of trying to start with the Old Testament. Okay. Like back when I was like, like, even in high school, I just remember like picking up the Bible, and like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna read it. Uh, and I'd start, and I'd get about three chapters into Genesis, and you're like, all right, we've gotten to the genealogies. Get those and genealogies. I'm done. Yep. And so um, this time though, I just started in Matthew, and I said, I'm not gonna read the whole Bible. I'm gonna read the New Testament. I'm just going to read what the New right. Testament says.
0: Which Matthew starts with the genealogy, but then it's out of the That's way. That's okay. And, the fun and, I, stuff and I knew starts. that, though, because I've
1: read Matthew. <laughs> I knew that much, but I've never read the whole, I'd, I had never read the entire New Testament at that point. And so I sat down and I started reading it, and within, like, I don't know, the year, I guess, um, I had read the entire New Testament. Um, while I was doing that, I had also bought some like Christian self help books because okay. there, yeah. <laughs> there's sure. millions of them, sure. and like they were okay. They didn't. It's not like they changed my life or anything, right. but like they, did, I think they helped put things in focus okay. a little bit. But the, it was all right. I'm I'm not about to endorse that sort of thing. <laughs> but um, the weird thing though is, by the time I got to the end of the New Testament, I told you that dream I had. I woke up and I didn't understand it. Um, And I'm not saying I do fully understand it. But by the time I got, I was in Revelation chapter 17. So I'd made it to the end of the Bible. Like I'm right there. Yeah, Four chapters. And that is when the dream clicked. And I went, it's biblical. Like it's here. Like it's written here. And like the symbolism started to come out and I started going like, because, okay, like, I understood what the dream was telling me, but I didn't understand why it was – like, yeah. what about it meant that. But after I read through the New Testament, I could look back and go, that's what – it did mean something. Like, this wasn't just me being crazy. And I didn't tell people about that dream because, like I said, like, I know it sounds crazy. I know I hear other people say stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. And I didn't <laughs> want to be that guy. And, but after reading the new Testament, I truly, I know for a fact and I don't care how crazy it sounds like it was legit. So, yeah.
0: That is so cool.
1: It's weird. It is weird.
0: What I love about that is you don't dwell on the dream and we're not even going to talk about the content of the dream because that is totally beside the
1: point. It's pretty strange too. I don't, I I don't feel like losing people today.
0: (laughs) it's a reconnection with god though that's that's really what took place
1: it shook me yeah it shook me awake and i'll be honest like i am still a very screwed up individual i i'm like i'm a baby christian in a lot of ways i like i was at my worst 4 years ago like you don't just get fixed overnight like i'm trying to be better every day and it's not always easy and so like i i was I always feel bad when I see these people that just have this like one eighty turnaround moment in life because I don't think that's me like i I haven't had that like I still cuss under my breath at people in traffic and stuff you know what I mean like, yeah, I, and it's really hard um so i I don't know like i I do believe that stuff happens with people, but for whatever reason God has not just like just changed it yeah it wasn't yeah, and maybe this is like that whole you know, thorn in my side thing, maybe there's some greater thing to learn here. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not seeing the full picture yet, but there, there's still stuff that I'm still working on every day. So
0: you enrolled in Bible college. Yeah. So tell us about that.
1: <sighs> was
0: hated. that after you started here?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was here for probably, oh man, a year. Okay. Pro- well, maybe like six months, six months, something like that. Um, I had a lot of trouble getting signed up for school. It, it just did not go easily. Like there, it's just the, the information transfer stuff just wasn't working out right for whatever reason. Hmm. And I, I didn't add this earlier after, after I dropped out of Ball State, I did complete my associate's degree at a okay. community college Okay. because my dad was like, no, you're getting something out of this. You know, like <laughs> good for your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, exactly. This is what I would have done. Um, and uh, so then really just what I'm doing now is I'm tacking on – basically that's all my my core curriculum stuff is my yeah, associate's degree. Yeah, yeah. And then so this program I'm in now is just all major-focused, and it's all biblical studies. So, so,
0: yeah, you have no – you you've done all the core curriculum Yeah, there's there no math class right,
1: because, right. oh, my gosh, I can't take another math class. <laughs> I'd lose my mind, so <laughs> –
0: yeah I was a math major so uh, watch it
1: <laughs> I'm awful I'm so
0: bad at math but you're doing Bible straight bible biblical theology
1: studies. it yeah i mean that's i don't know why they don't call you got it a, theology they you save, got a
0: church com, yeah a course coming up on church history under right okay.
1: right yeah they save the they save the course or the degree theology for the master's level students I'm just biblical studies interesting but it's totally theology like don't let them don't let them fool you
0: Want to hear something really weird? Yeah. So I did a study program in in Toronto, Canada, where I I went up there and uh, studied for a doctorate. You know what they called us? What? We were theologues.
1: Not theologians.
0: No. Theologians. No, because we hadn't graduated. (laughs) Theologues. So we were theologues, yeah.
1: That's kind of fun.
0: That's really strange.
1: That'd be a good band name. Yeah, okay. there you go. The theologs, the theologs, Randy
0: and the theologs. You can you can name the worship band the theologs. That's
1: okay. <laughs> we could just call it the worship band.
0: We could also I'm do all right that. that. Yeah. So, what have you learned in the last year and a half?
1: Two years? Uh, a lot, a lot. I retain. I've retained a lot more than I think I've learned too. Um, I think back on like what I used to know versus what I know now. And it's unreal. Um, the biggest thing I've learned is, uh, I guess I've learned like to stop thinking I'm right all the time, <laughs> uh, because I used to struggle with that really bad. Like yeah. I, I would, it's like I had something to prove, you know, yeah. uh, especially like even talking about the Bible, because even before all this, like Jesus shaking me awake kind of thing, um, I would argue with people about the Bible, like. In defense of the Bible. Um, I liked apologetic stuff, but I wasn't good at it because I didn't understand yeah. Yeah. it. Um, but the biggest thing I think I've come to understand is that I don't think anybody's got this thing fully hashed out. Yeah. Like, I read, I read all these different denominations. I, I am not—there's um, not one denomination I would hold to. Uh, I am as non-denominational as it gets. Like, call me Protestant— Cool. We're good. Uh, But I just can't find one that has it all figured out.
0: Everybody's got part of the truth. Nobody has all of
1: the truth. And and the strangest thing to me is like when you pick just one, you kind of miss out on the positives of a lot of the others. Like I think they all see things in different lights and they all bring something really great to the table but I think they also fall short in certain ways. It's like, it's almost like they're all parts of one big body. And if you put them all together, they would make a really great picture. They ought to write a book about that. Yeah. Right. If only. Um, But yeah, it's just really strange to me. Like I'll sit and I'll listen to Calvinists and Arminians argue. And I'm sitting here going, you guys are saying the same thing. You don't even know it. You think you're arguing. But you're not you're saying the same, it's all semantics, you
0: are agreeing very vehemently, <laughs> right,
1: and so like what i I guess i um I, I wish there were more unity in the church, yeah, interdenominationally, yeah. I've learned that, yeah, yeah, I've learned to sit back and let other people talk that I don't have to give my opinion, I don't have to sit there and. And plug in what I think.
0: That is such a huge thing. And we're going to come back and talk about that before we finish. Okay,
1: that's fine. Um, and uh, I, I've learned that I don't fully understand the Bible yet. I do. I do understand it, but my heart doesn't understand it. It's like what we were talking about. Yeah. It's like I know what the Bible says, and I will still go and do the wrong thing. And then I will go, why did I do that? I know that that was wrong. Why did I do that?
0: It's kind of like the Romans seven. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The evil lies within me.
1: I, but it's that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the, the Bible's a really confusing thing because it's so human and humans are confusing things. Yeah. You know, like it, it speaks to the human condition and that is not a black and white answer. It's a very, it's a very gray answer with a very, black and white answer at the end of things like we know that jesus saves we know that salvation comes from the lord we know that we are to follow him and obey him we know that he's good to forgive it's kind of all that stuff in the middle though where we're like this is really hard why is this so hard i know what's right why do i do what's wrong you know like it's it's tough so i guess i've learned that i don't know as much as i think i do which is the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: That's that's a decent
1: education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I've learned to listen to people more than I try to talk at people. Learned to learn to ask questions. Like asking questions of people gets you a lot further than making statements at people. Um, especially if you choose your questions wisely, because yeah. you can say a lot with a question. Um, but you kind of let them do it for you, you know. <laughs> like,
0: oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, I don't
1: know. That's gorgeous. I guess. I guess that's it.
0: What, what do you feel uh, in the past? You've been here now for almost three years. Mm-hmm. In another couple of
1: months, it'll be three years. Yeah. What have you learned? A lot. Um, I, <laughs> I had kind of given up on, on churches in a lot of ways. Um, I thought, like, I hate the show. Yeah. I hate the show. I hate walking into a church and everybody, hi, how are you? Oh my gosh. Like the big fake smiles and stuff. Cause I'm sorry. When I wake up at nine in the morning, I'm not smiling. I'm not going (laughs) to smile. I'm probably not going to be happy to be there. Like I'm, I'm always joyful to worship, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be happy to wake up to do it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I just don't, I don't connect well with the whole. Let's let's put on a big fancy facade. show thing because yeah, yeah. that's what it feels like to me. And when I read the Bible, I don't see that. Like when I look at Peter and James and John and all these guys, like they're pretty screwed up and they figure it out the best they can and they do better and they move on. And I just like you can see the f- the fault in them. Yeah. Through the yeah. Bible. Yeah. You walk into a lot of churches and everybody looks real shiny. And it's scary because it's like, wait, what are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. what, what did you do yesterday? Because you look way too shiny and smiley. Um, and I, I don't know. It just made me really uncomfortable. But but coming here to New Hope, um, I had my doubts for a while in the beginning. Like I was like, this place is just like everywhere else. Like I did think that for a while. Yeah. And the longer I've been here, I'm like, no, this place – wants to help people and it's really especially with all this uncommon stuff like launching um it's hopeful and yeah. it, it, it gives me hope for the future of the church and i hope to see more people trying and, and i'm not saying like new hope has all the answers but just the fact that we're even thinking about it that make that makes me know we're even asking the questions right yeah because yeah. i mean i'll talk to some people like you know how are, how are you guys reaching the unchurch what do you mean like, what, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, yeah, you know, we do it at nine o'clock yeah, and ten thirty on Sunday morning. Right? They're not coming to that. What are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking the church gotcha. as, as we've made gotcha. it. Um, it's just be real. Be real with people. Be honest. Don't try and hide how screwed up you are because you are all screwed up. I promise. And I think we'll reach a whole lot more people that way. Yeah.
0: One of the things that I love about you is you're always reading, you're always listening to podcasts. Usually when you come come in, you'll come straight to my office or Jason's office and say, what do you think about? Yeah.
1: And it's always something random.
0: <laughs> and it's, it, it's always something random, but it's always something very thought-provoking. Right. That shows that you're doing more than just listening to the same stuff that we've all listened to for years and
1: right. years uh yeah i I don't know i I like Michael Heiser and he's a weird yeah. guy, and he makes me think uh, I like the Bible project, and they're weird guys, and they make yeah, me think yeah. um I think there's a lot of theologians coming out of the woodwork that are looking a little deeper than surface level in the Bible, and I think it paints paints a whole lot prettier picture of the Bible, like it's not enough to just say we don't need to read the Old Testament like because right. I feel like a lot of right. people are standing on that hill, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, and they'll never say it. No, but they imply but they it.
0: Never read the Old Testament, exactly. They ignore it,
1: and so I think that's what's so attractive about like listening to guys like Heiser or the Bible Project guys is like they're going back and all straight up. The Bible Project got me got me into this digging a little deeper thing. Then I found Apologia. Then I found Michael okay. Heiser, okay. and all these guys focus on the Old Testament a lot. And they know Hebrew and they know Greek. And so, you know, they're breaking it down deeper than the English translation. They're saying, well, actually, this word could mean this, this, or this. Like, for (laughs) instance, I'm currently, well, the class I just finished was talking about uh, Isaiah 714, the Emmanuel prophecy. Okay, yeah. Like, the word virgin there. Right. It can mean young woman, too. That's right. And therefore, the fact that it can mean both means it can apply simultaneously to the book of Isaiah and to the book of Matthew, to Jesus.
0: Which in Isaiah, it apparently applies to his wife.
1: Right, because he actually sleeps with her, which means clearly it's not saying virgin, or it doesn't make sense in that context.
0: But then you get to the New Testament, and it's applied to Mary, who Who is is a virgin. virgin. Exactly.
1: And so my point is, though, if you read the Bible in its English interpretation, if you never try to look deeper— you are not going to get that. You're not going to understand that. And it's like if you – the best I ever heard it explained was Tim Mackey, and he said this. He said – they said, like, why do you do this? Why, do you, why did you decide you wanted to read Hebrew? Why did you decide you wanted to read Greek? He said, well, imagine like this. Imagine you had a great-grandfather who was in World War II, who, who lived in Germany in World War II, spoke German was uh, in the Holocaust, say they were in the Holocaust, and you found his diary, and it's written in German. He said, wouldn't you feel obligated to learn what that book said? Like, this is your your relative, your very close relative. This is a thing that was very important in history. Wouldn't you feel obligated to, to, like, learn what the contents of that are? Yeah. And, I mean, that's just a grandpa in a war right but like this is the god of the universe (laughs) wrote a letter to all of humanity is it not our obligation to learn what it actually says said this is what life is about right right (laughs) and i'm not saying the translations are wrong they're not but they're translations right we should i think we should be trying
0: so what do you intend to do about that
1: i'm trying to learn hebrew and greek at the same time and you think i'm insane (laughs) i do (laughs) (laughs)
0: And after you're done with your Bible classes in about four months, three months now, or four?
1: Uh, October.
0: You and I are going to dig a little bit deeper and a little bit more intentionally into Greek. Yes. Because Hebrew and I are very, very distant, distant friends. Yeah. (laughs) But Greek I can do.
1: I can say uh, Ima. That means mom. Yeah. I can say Abba. Abba means means dad. dad. There you go. I'm like almost a native speaker. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's only like 10,998 words to go. And then no, i will you
0: know what? You, you are a native speaker. It's just that you're at about the six-month level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right.
0: Um, we've had this conversation before. Um, college education is great. It's yeah. important. It's good. It's also very expensive. Yeah. And frequently will ruin a person before they ever even get involved yeah. in, in, uh, in the workforce. You've talked about uh, going back to apprenticeships.
1: Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I, <laughs> I think there's a good possibility that could happen. I think that's a great model for doing things. Uh, here's my complaint about college, and this is kind of stepping outside of Bible territory for a second. Sure. But, like, you know, 70 years ago, 60 years ago, whatever, if you had a high school degree— that was great. Good on you. That was all you needed. That's all you needed, right? So at that point in time, if you had a bachelor's degree, that was like way extra. You didn't need that, but you really stood out. Not so long after that, and say through what, 70s, 80s, if you had a bachelor's degree, it was kind of required at that point in time, right? Like you 80s, did. 90s at least. You needed that to really, to yeah. like, to to compete in the workforce. Right. Now, you need a master's degree if you want to stand out among the crowd. Yeah.
0: Right? Even if you just want to get a job.
1: Right. I mean, like, I've got a friend who has a double major and has not been able to find a job in his major.
0: Because he doesn't have a
1: master's. Because he doesn't have a master's. Yeah. Um, that happens. I know that happens. My question to you, there's only one degree higher. That's doctorate. Right. What happens when everybody needs to have a doctorate? What do we do beyond that? Yeah. And so I think people are starting like not even just that. I mean, I don't hear that argument so much. I hear um that college is way too focused on just making money on people. I think yeah. I think that was very apparent uh the day after everybody's housing was due in 2020. Uh, for college. And then the next day after everybody turned in their housing arrangements, all the colleges here in Indiana said, Oh, Hey, actually everything's going to be online. Thanks for that extra $10,000. That's dirty. That's really dirty. Um, I think there's a lot of people with problems with that. Um, sorry to any of you that love college, by the way, I just hate it a lot. Um, I think we're, I think we're going to have to do something different. I don't know if it's going to be the apprenticeship system. I don't know if it's going to be just certification courses.
0: Have you ever heard of Mike Rowe? He's the dirty jobs guy. He has a foundation where uh, he he talks about uh, actually, it promotes uh, normal jobs and uh, encourages kids who don't necessarily want to go to college to learn a trade, uh, become a plumber, become a carpenter. Those jobs are always going to be needed. Uh, Forever. And even right now, you can actually make more in those jobs than you can with a college degree.
1: Right. If you get a welding license right now or you just got the certification to weld, dude, welders make so much money. Plumbers make so much money. Electricians make so much money. It's crazy. You don't need college for that.
0: What would an apprenticeship for somebody trying to learn how to be a, a pastor look
1: like? Well, I mean, it would look like what happens in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it would look like. Um, I mean, that's what's happening here. I think you guys have kind of taken me under your wing and showed me what's going on. I'm not a pastor. I hope to get ordained in October. But, like, you guys are letting me, giving me some time uh, from the pulpit, you know, uh, teaching and stuff and uh, talking to me every day about, Whatever I've got questions about, and it's always different, you know. Um, and you guys just listen. You don't, you don't just come at me and tell me I'm wrong about stuff generally. You're like, I don't think that's what it is. I'm like, okay, cool, I disagree. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. that's fine. That's great.
0: Um, yeah. One of the things that uh, y- you have spoken one of the, one of the reasons that we've opened the pulpit to you as well is uh, because as we've looked at your gift mix, that gift of teaching is really prominent. It's it's really there. And uh, the way that you are digging into scriptures, trying to learn more, and not only trying, but successfully learning more. Uh, One of the reasons I enjoy talking to you is because I learn from you. And there's not a whole lot of people that I say that about. And I, I... Don't say that in a vain way, but way too many people that I talk to, they're looking for me to say what I believe about the Bible. I can talk to you, and you'll tell me, well, have you ever thought about this, or have you looked at that? And I, no, I haven't. And I look at it, and by George, you're right. (laughs) By George, it's there.
1: I mean, but I don't think that's me so much as the fact that I'm willing to go look at things beyond the traditional talking points. Right. Like so much. I think part of the reason I'm so bored with college is because 90% of the time, like if I didn't have to cite things from a book, I wouldn't have to read anything. (laughs) I wouldn't have to read anything. I just kind of sit there and go, Oh, this is what they want me to say. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're asking me, Oh, you know, God's mad at his, you know, harlot wife. You know, is there a time and place to say things that are difficult, you know, with, with harsh words? Well, yeah, clearly. And then I could write that out. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to cite anything, but they want a citation. Right. And so that's literally all college is to me, is right. that. Um, but what you're saying, though, I, I think really I just – I wish everybody would dig a little deeper than the surface level because I think so much of what Christians talk about is the surface level. And that's not bad because that's the gospel most of the time. When we say the surface level, we're talking about the basic gospel. But when you dig below that gospel into the depths of the Old Testament, into the Greek and Hebrew translations of things, you start to understand the gospel better than before. You start to see – like the Michael Heiser thing, his whole worldview of – of the fall and everything, yeah. it makes the Bible make so much more sense in my eyes than any, like, I really didn't understand the overarching picture until he laid it out in that way. And I went, Oh, that makes absolute sense. Like that just like, that's like a movie story. Like it makes sense.
0: Like, And I had never heard of that before. And you, I'm, I'm up to episode, uh, episode,
1: yeah, episode. You're uh, further 212. Than me. I can't do his podcast. It's, he's so, it's goes too deep. It's dense. I got to read dense. his books. His yeah. Books are way easier to read than listening <laughs> to his podcast. It, it goes deep.
0: Zach, a couple of times here, you've, you've talked about listening and asking questions. Yeah. You told me a story yesterday, uh, about something that happened on Monday without getting into a lot mm. of detail. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Change the names and and places to protect the innocent. (laughs) I don't
1: remember his name. If that makes it any better. Um, I've met him one time, uh, a guy came in and got his haircut at the barbershop and he was, um, I'll just tell you the conversation. He, we got talking about cars originally because as Jason and Randy here are well aware, (laughs) I am very, very tired of my car and I'm going to buy a new one very soon. Um, (laughs) And I was ranting, and he was talking about cars. He was getting a job at a car dealership, and so we started talking about cars. And uh, so he asked what I did, and uh, – or he was asking, like, what else I like to do. And I said, well, I work at a church too. And he said, oh. And he said, are you a spiritual person? And I said, well, he said, yes. Yeah. It would be pretty weird if I worked at a church and I wasn't, you know. And I kind of laughed, and he's like, oh, no, I know people like that. Like I know people that work at churches that – don't really believe in anything. I was like, wow, that's really terrible. I don't, I'm not aware of anybody like that. I hope that's not the case anywhere I know. And uh, he said, well, I'm a very spiritual person. And at that moment, I I knew it was going new age route. Like I knew that's what was (laughs) happening because that's like a dead giveaway, but I didn't say anything. I just said, oh yeah. I said, what do you you mean by that? And he said, oh, well, you know, I just, uh, God spoke to me a few years back and really, uh, told me that I need to open people's eyes, uh, to the truth that they just need to be aware of the truth. And, uh, you know, I said, well, what do you mean like by the truth? He said, well, just like our oneness with everything. And, (laughs) and and he just starts kind of feeding me the typical new age feel. And over the course of that conversation, I, I think I might've made two statements of what I thought, um, but beyond that, I just um, I really was just talking to him, saying like, "Well, how do you get to that conclusion?" Like, like he was saying, "Like, well, everything's subjective, you know. It's all about our personal experiences." I said, "Well, you know, like if it's all about personal experience, you know, like how how can you ever definitively say what's objectively right or wrong?" He's like, "Well, there is no objective right or wrong." I said, "Well, if I wanted to cause harm to you, wouldn't wouldn't that be wrong?" He's like, "Well, yeah." I said, "But but why?" I said, I subjectively want to do that, and there's nothing wrong with that from a fully subjective worldview. And it's like I kind of watched him really start to, like, break down, and he'd start to say something, and he'd go, oh, no, wait, that doesn't, that doesn't make
0: sense. <laughs> and all you were doing was asking questions. I was questions. just
1: asking questions, and I kept saying, hey, man, like, seriously, like, if I'm offending you, if I'm upsetting you, I'm not trying to. Like, I'm, I'm asking you this because I think this is important, and I, I just want to know your view because from – the new age worldview. I just don't understand how that can make sense. I don't understand how in a subjective world you could ever make an argument for anything being right or wrong. And, um, and by the end of it, we're up front, haircut's done. He's still trying to talk to me, but it's like, we're not getting anywhere, you know? And I was just like, Hey man, for real, just like think on it and just, you know, let's, let's talk later. And like, he left pleasant. Like we were, we were cool when we left, but like, I think I got my point across. I think I made him think, and really, that's all. That's the best anybody can do is just get somebody thinking about something.
0: And didn't you tell me that he said, uh, "Hey, I'm going to come back so we can yeah, talk
1: more." Yeah, yeah, no, I, I said, uh, I said another time. He said, "Yes, I will be back." And I said, "Awesome, great, nice." Yeah, and I gave him nice. a card and like, but like, I, ten years ago, I would have been like, "You're an idiot. You
0: don't know anything. It doesn't <laughs> make sense." You know, like, here's what you ought to believe
1: exactly. And so I. That just works so much better. And I think that was the first, like, here we are all these years after I'm, like, trying to get myself on a straight and narrow, you know? Right. And, like, that might have been the first real experience where I felt like I made any kind of progress with somebody that thought about a different worldview than I did. And and it was just because I asked questions. And honestly, Jason told me to do that one time. And so, hi, Jason. He's out of camera shot right now. But, Yeah. There young, you go. Young, Jason is young Jason, off camera. <laughs> young Jason for you, Joe Rogan listeners. Appreciate yeah, you're welcome. You.
0: Zach, that's great. Thank you. Anything else that uh, you want to tell us about?
1: Not really. Okay. I don't know. I, it was it I've was hard pulling me this out of you, I dude. I didn't want to do this at all. I hate talking about me. That's why I'm the guy that asks the questions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. Well, hey, thank you for listening to uh, another episode of Salty Saints. Uh, we'd love for you to give us a, a like, give us a subscription on the platform that you use to listen to us. If you can leave a review,
1: make it a good one. Hey, and you know what? This is going to be on YouTube. Well, it should be on YouTube. That's if, right. If by chance this all worked out and this is on YouTube, uh, subscribe, please. Yeah. That would be fantastic. And Comment. you can even share. What? Crazy.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, hey, thanks for listening and uh,
1: stay salty. He said it. I did. <laughs> this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.